Welcome back to Amerisogyny. I'm your host, Hannah Blue. You're listening to episode 44. Don't follow the leader. It's raining, folks. So if you hear the rain in the background, I do apologize. Unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about the weather. In today's episode, I'm bringing some very heavy topics. So I'm going to sprinkle a little humor in here and there. I am no Cat Williams, but I do my best. In episode 40, I gave you some tips on how to make 2024 the best year to come. And I told you, be you. Be an original. Think for yourself. Don't follow the flock. I meant that. And there is no better example than January 6, 2021, when this nation, the United States, watched an angry mob of former President Donald Trump's supporters storm our U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. and kill people, attack cops, try to overthrow our government. Yeah, we watched that on TV. And you have people, especially on Fox News. Fox News needs to be off the air because there's nothing journalistic about it. I have watched what has gone on in this country for many, many moons. I wasn't always political, but I'll tell you one thing. I was always an advocate for people, not just my community, people in other communities. I love social studies when I was a kid. I loved learning about different cultures and people living in other countries. I was never really interested in U.S. history, and I didn't figure it out until I was an adult. U.S. history is based on a lot of lies. That's why it was boring to me. It was based on lies. The indigenous communities... The original Americans, Native Americans, were never the enemy. You know, those old shows my grandma used to watch about the cowboys and the Indians and gunning down each other and and shooting each other with arrows. and, And the cowboys were always the good guys and the Indians were bad, which we call them indigenous. That's the respectful way to refer to them. That wasn't true. The indigenous people were starved killed, had their land stolen, and U.S. history rewrote it all. The Mexican-Americans who owned California, look it up. If you don't believe me, look it up. Read some of these books that they're trying to ban. The Mexican-Americans had their land removed. People wanted gold, and the Mexican-Americans were in the way. So they removed them as if they were no more than cockroaches. That's U.S. history, guys. There are people who have the audacity to say that what we saw on national television on January 6, 2021, was not real. That was Antifa. Those were people masquerading as Trump supporters. They flew Trump flags. And before that all happened, we saw Donald Trump make a speech. And let's go on down to the Capitol. 
because he threw a tantrum that he lost to President Joe Biden. These people brought zip ties. I remember the dude that put his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. I remember the little brat that stole her laptop and tried to sell it to foreigners. If that is not treason, if that's not betraying your country, I don't know what is. And Iowa needs to get it together because how they voted for Trump, make no mistake, I don't like Ron DeSantis and I don't like Nikki Haley, but how they voted for that man after what he's done to this country, after he's had kids, black, white, Mexican, native, pepper sprayed on the streets because they were marching for human rights. Yeah, you better put that in your pipe and smoke it. Trump had white kids pepper sprayed. Trump lied to us about COVID. Trump is facing charges right now. But Iowa thinks this man is fit to once again be the president of the United States of America. That makes me sick. Iowa. I look at it this way. Hmm. By voting for Trump, you have set it up for Biden to beat him. He's disgusting and he makes me sick. But that's what following the leader, in this case, Trump, did to our country. January 6th is cemented in history. It will never go away. Follow the leader is a children's game. One child is chosen to be the leader and other kids have to copy exactly what the leader does. If they do not, then they are eliminated. Yeah, that's follow the leader. Follow the leader has been used in music. Corn had an album back in the day. Follow the leader. Before that, Eric B. and Rakim, rap duo, had a song. Follow the leader has moved throughout time. It has been reshaped and reform, and not in a good way. The stories I'm going to talk about today may be hard to listen to, but it's what's happening. And it's a telltale sign that we do not need to follow anybody's agenda if it is harmful to others. We need to think for ourselves because when we don't, people get hurt, people die. And sometimes... You're the toxic leader. Sometimes people follow their own toxic agendas, but the end result is always the same. Destruction, death, chaos, anarchy. These are not things we need to be embracing. So let's get into it. Listeners, you know me. I love taking you around the world. And today is no different. Our first stop, Mexico. Transgender people are being murdered and it's sparking a wave of terror. People are protesting. People are in despair. In a previous episode, I told you about countries in Africa and their intolerance of the LGBTQ community. Well, it looks like Mexico has taken up the mantle. 2024 has just started and already people are dying. The death of transgender activist and politician Samantha Gomez Fonseca. Almost 100 people marched 
enchant it. Samantha, listen, we're fighting for you. They carried signs that read, Your hate speech kills and trans lives matter. Now, before I get deeper into the story, some might say, Hannah, you're not a part of this community. Why do you talk about transgender people? Why do you talk about gay people? No, I'm not a part of the community, but I have friends who are gay. I have a friend in the UK who is transgender. This person is what I call a true soldier. Let me explain what I mean by that. Throughout your life, you're going to meet a whole lot of people. Some people will fall off. Either they're going to leave you or you're going to cut them off. Very few people have what I call true soldiers who have stood the test of time and who are still in their lives. True soldiers are rare. They're like diamonds that you find in the street. Now, honey, I don't know any street that I walked down on these many, many moons. I've never found a diamond in the street, but pay attention and follow what I'm saying. When we were kids and we found money in the street, we were so happy. We have been conditioned that money rules, but money is spent. Money is lost. The value a quarter had when you were five years old doesn't mean that much when you're 25, okay? But diamonds are precious. And when you find a person who is a diamond, a true friend, you keep them. I met Tim, I'll call him Tim, I don't want to use his real name, on Twitter about 12 years ago. And at the time, Tim was Tina, a girl. And Tina and I talked about everything. And Tina, right off the bat, shared with me that they were a part of this community and they never felt as if they were a girl. The timing was coincidental because I watched a documentary about a man who said he never felt he was a man. I believe his name was David and his parents chose his gender for him. And he wished they had not done that because his life had been nothing but tumultuous. And even though this person tried to live life as a man, they got married, they had children. Ultimately, they died. It was a tragic end to a very tragic life. So when Tina made this confession to me, I didn't bat an eyelash. In my eyes, Tina was my friend and that's all that mattered. Tina made another confession to me mm, a couple years later. She was pregnant. Again, I didn't bat an eyelash. Oh, we're having a baby? Good. And that's how I responded. Because that's how I felt. So Tina had a baby. A beautiful baby girl. And Tina was a good parent. And then Tina dropped another bomb on me and said, I'm taking hormone therapy. What is that? And Tina told me she was taking the steps to be the gender she felt she was. And some time passed and Tina was Tim. Full beard, chest hair, everything. And Tim was a dad to his little baby girl. I've never been an intrusive person. I've never asked questions that I thought were just uncouth or disrespectful. But I had to ask how the baby 
saw him, if she remembered him as he was before. And he said, no, the only thing she knows is that I'm her dad. And that's all she's ever known me as her dad. And I thought that was so beautiful. And I think they're so beautiful. And they live in the United Kingdom. I think it was a very brave decision that he made. No, I've never been in his shoes. I have always known I'm female, never questioned that, never wanted to. And I think it is so brave what he did. It's not about for us as Christians to question what other people do. In a previous episode, I told you, we don't give souls to people. And when you don't give souls, you are not the judge of others. So I talk about transgender people because of my friend, Tim. I don't believe they should be killed for being what they are. I don't believe they should be killed due to intolerance and hate. And that's just that. Now back to the story. And clearly Samantha was loved because her death has brought out a wave of supporters. Paulina Carrazzo is a 41-year-old trans woman. She says the violence was knocking on our front door. We are scared, but with that fear, we're going to keep fighting. We're going to do everything in our power so the next generations won't have to live in fear. Mexico is not welcoming of transgender people. Mexico is categorized as highly religious and macho. In the past six years, there have been over 500 targeted killings of LGBTQ people in Mexico. And some people are blaming President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador because he described a transgender congresswoman as a man dressed as a woman. He offered an apology, but supporters said it was too little, too late. A teacher, Mrs. Ramirez, says her bosses force her to wear men's clothing to work. She says, if I want to work, I have to disguise myself as a man. If I don't, I won't eat. These comments created by the president have created transphobia and resulted in hate crimes against the trans community. Recently, Miriam Nohimi Rios, a transgender activist, was shot to death. Ivan, another transgender woman, was killed along with her partner. The body of Gabby Ortiz was found on the side of the road next to a threatening message written on a piece of cardboard. Activists have no faith in their police. They say the country is very corrupt and about 99% of the crimes in Mexico go unsolved. Jer Martinez says it is very likely that cases like this will end in impunity. In this case, the country's leader is their president. And it seems the country is following his lead along with the leads of others who are very intolerant of the LGBTQ community. Is it right? No. You know I don't think this is right. I think people should be left to their own devices. They should be left to live in peace. When I told you some people have to grow into adulthood, I meant it. I wasn't always a peace-loving person. I didn't always care about the plight of others, especially when I was younger. The only thing that I could see was anything that was right in my face. As I grew older, and began cutting away the toxic parts of myself, much like you prune a tree. 
That's when my eyes began to open to the plights of others, how people lived, how people suffered, no matter what color they were, rich or poor. I began to pay attention to what was happening in the world. Someone may not look like you, may not think like you, may not come from the same background as you, but that doesn't mean you turn a blind eye to what's happening to them. You never know who you're in a position to help. And if we don't help others, if we don't care about others, then what does that say about us? What's our purpose? Now that's Mexico. Let's take a short detour back to the U.S. because I want to talk about a Mexican-American that I think is a true hero. Unlike the insurrectionist, this man was a patriot. He fought and died for his country in World War II. And then his hometown refused to host his memorial and bury him in the honorable manner a soldier should be buried. His name is Felix Longoria. This happened in the good old state of Texas. Shout out to my family who lives in Texas. Shout out to my friend Angela, who models for us and her beautiful family, her beautiful little babies, Ava and Nomi. Yes, this man, Felix Longoria, died for his country. And the good old people in Texas in that time didn't want this man to be buried in Arlington National Cemetery. In fact, they were outraged. And what they did to his family was absolutely horrendous. The funeral home director wouldn't even allow his family to hold his memorial service at the chapel because they were Latino. Here's a bit of history they don't want you to know about, kids. 75 years ago, January 11, 1949, Lyndon B. Johnson sent correspondence to a Dr. Hector P. Garcia, who was a Mexican-American civil rights activist in Corpus Christi. Selena Quintanilla Perez put Corpus Christi on the map. And if you say she didn't, you're lying. Lyndon B. Johnson wrote, I deeply regret to learn that the prejudice of some individuals extends even beyond this life. Now, Johnson had arranged for Mr. Longoria to be buried in Arlington National Cemetery, and people took issue with that. Why am I talking about this? Because this is a bit of lost history. This is history. People like Ron DeSantis doesn't believe people should know, but I'm going to tell you about it. Mr. Longoria was a hardworking man. He got married to Beatrice Marino when he was 16, and they had a young daughter, Adela, who was born in 1941. Beatrice says he was a loving husband who liked dancing, and he was the best father to their baby girl. And he must have been a good man because when Beatrice was telling the story about her husband, she was in tears. Now that's a good man, honey. If he makes you cry long after he's gone, in a good way, that's a good man. I thought this was so touching. When Mr. Longoria received his orders in 1945, he traveled with his family to a town near Fort Hood to say goodbye before he was shipped out. And on that day, he danced 
one last polka with his wife and his daughter. On June 16, 1945, Mr. Longoria was killed by a Japanese sniper. He earned a bronze service star, a purple heart, a good conduct medal, and a combat infantryman's badge. At first, he was laid to rest in the Philippines. Then, in 1948, Beatrice was contacted by the army asking her where to ship Felix's remains. By this time, Beatrice had moved to Corpus Christi, but she wanted to lay her husband in his hometown of Three Rivers. She said that's where they met, that's where they lived, and that's where they had been happy. But the town's funeral home decided to play wicked, tricksy, false, and racist and say the whites of the town wouldn't like Felix to be buried there. Again, this man fought and died for his country, the United States of America. And the people in that town didn't want his remains to be buried. How hateful and sick can you be? But this is history, folks. This is the history we weren't taught in schools. This is the history they don't want taught to kids now in schools in 2024. Right along with cursive writing. That's one of our problems. We can learn about idiotic TikTok, which I'll talk about in a minute. But it's a sin to learn about a man who lived and fought and died so bravely for his country. All because... He was a Mexican-American. Even worse, they wanted Mr. Longoria to be buried in a segregated cemetery. Dr. Hector P. Garcia tried to intervene for the family, but he was brushed off. Well, the incident made the papers in Port Huron, Michigan, and the headline read, Disgraceful Incident. It took Dr. Garcia writing to Lyndon B. Johnson to intervene, and he did. There never should have been a question about him being laid to rest in Arlington National Cemetery. That's where war heroes go. Why did his family have to go through this? And of course, Jim Crow supporters in Three Rivers denied there was any racism and tried to discredit Longoria, his wife, his family, Senator Johnson, Dr. Garcia, and everyone else who tried to fight for the rights of Mr. Longoria. They told lies on Mrs. Longoria. They said she dated another man while her husband was serving his country. Lied and said they denied the memorial service to stop a family fight. Oh yeah, they lied. And these lies are prevalent today. I'm so glad I read this story. And I'm so glad I brought it to you. Here's why history, real U.S. history, is important. They have tried to rename the town's post office in honor of Mr. Longoria and have been knocked down. Oh yeah, this happened in 2004. They wanted to name the post office after Mr. Longoria and the racist people of Texas pushed back. A woman named Patty Reagan told an LA Times reporter, we like the name the way it is. Mm. This went all the way up to 2022, folks. Just two short years ago, U.S. Rep. Vincente Gonzalez introduced a bill to change the name, and it was striked down. This is a part of this country's very 
ugly history. But it is history that needs to be taught and shared. Rest in peace to Mr. Felix Longoria. Thank you for giving your life for our country. And thank you to his wife, his family, his friends, everyone who campaigned for the wonderful life of this man. This is what America should be about, the history of all people. Not just some, all, especially if they gave their lives for us to be free. We're still in the U.S., folks, and our next stop is Missouri. Remember Jim Jones, the cult leader who had all the people drink the Kool-Aid? What a perfect example of what it means to not follow the leader. And I'm sure people can say, oh, that was so long ago. People aren't in cults anymore. Sure they are. This story out of Missouri? Oh, yeah. A convicted child molester has been accused of leading a cult. His name is Rashad Jamal. He's serving an 18-year prison sentence in Georgia after he was convicted in August of one count of child molestation and one count of cruelty to children. How sick is that? Six people have gone missing and allegedly have become his followers. Jamal, who is described as a former rapper, oh my God, operates what he says is the University of Cosmic Intelligence. He's an inmate and he has a website. The website says it is geared towards enlightening and illuminating the minds of the carbonated beings, a.k.a. your so-called black and Latino people of Earth. Whatever that means. First of all, <laughs> let me share a, a, a bit of my little private life. I used to work in a prison, so I'm wondering how he even can get on the Internet and talk to people because in North Carolina... If you have a cell phone or any means of communication, that is considered contraband. Inmates shouldn't be getting online preaching to anybody. And that's just my opinion. When you go to prison, you're in prison. Read a book, paint, work on your case. But getting online, illuminating people, this is the problem with following toxic people. This is why I say you have to think for yourself. Because like it or not, there are people who are very vulnerable. They may have been abused. They may be going through a rough time. One of the followers, according to her family, suffered from postpartum depression. Now, if you've ever had postpartum depression or you know someone who has, they're not always thinking clearly. Shalita Gibson says her daughter and grandson are among the six that are missing. She says, I would like to know that they're okay so that I can get a good night's sleep. I would like to know they're not hungry, they're not cold, and that no one is making her do things that she would have to pay for in the long run. Now, this is a mother and a grandmother. Just imagine. Her daughter is Garyelle German, who is 26, and her grandson is Ashton Mitchell, who is three. And they were seen with the four other missing people in August at a quality inn near St. Louis Lambert International Airport. These people and four others, Naman Williams, 29, 
Michaela Thompson, 23, Michaela Wickerson, 25, and her three-year-old daughter, Malaya, had all been living in a rented house in Berkeley before they vanished. Now, people, we're in the times of sex trafficking. Anybody can be trafficked. Women, children, men, doesn't matter. Wickerson's mother, Cartesia Morgan, says she believes her daughter was suffering from postpartum depression. And she met these people online. And according to her mother, she said they just preyed on her weakness. That's what people do. Let me give you an example of how someone can be preyed upon. I like baking. I like tempering with chocolate. To make this non-technical, I'll use Easter bunnies. Okay, You have solid chocolate Easter bunnies and you have hollow Easter bunnies. Solid chocolate Easter bunnies represent solid people. You're very strong-minded. You're very set in your ways and your convictions. And nothing can sway you. Then there are people who are like the hollow bunnies. Maybe they've been abused. Maybe they're suffering from mental health issues. Maybe they have an intellectual disability. Maybe they have postpartum depression or suffer from a breakup or have low self-esteem. Either way you slice it, these people represent the hollow bunnies. And I'm using such a basic concept because I have a lot of listeners that listen to me of all ages. And the way I'm speaking is so that everybody understands what I'm saying. No matter what age you are, no matter what background you come from, you can picture what a hollow chocolate Easter bunny looks like. So you take the solid chocolate bunny and you take the hollow bunny and you get a double boiler, which is something that you melt chocolate down into. You put the solid bunny in and you put the hollow bunny in and you wait for them to melt. Now, which do you think is going to melt the fastest? The solid bunny or the hollow? If you guess the hollow bunny will be the fastest to melt down, you're right. It's the same with people. Hollow people are easier once they have been broken down to mold and reshape and use in whatever way a toxic person wants them to be used. Let me give you another example. If you've never watched The Color Purple, go watch it. Seely was what I called a hollow person. She was already being sexually assaulted by a pedophile. And then she was later sold off to another pedophile who would become her husband, Mr. And I say they were pedophiles because Celie and her sister were underage and they were molesting them. They were raping them. Celie had two children by her stepfather before she was sold off to Mr. So she was already hollowed out. Her self-esteem, her self-worth, her choices, freedom, autonomy, her relationships with her children. She never had them. They were sold away as babies from her arms. There was nothing inside. There was no fight left in her. On top of that, her sister was taken away from her. Now, Nettie tried to follow her sister because she loved her sister. But Mr., because he couldn't break down Nettie, Nettie was a bit more solid than Celie. He couldn't make her do what he wanted her to do, which was engage in a sexual pedophile 
relationship. So he sent Nettie away from her. And when he sent Nettie away from Celie, he took away her last bit of strength. So for years, Celie lived with Mister, took all of his abuse, his ridicule, sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse. There was nothing left in Celie until she found the letters her sister had been writing to her for years. And it ignited something in Celie, a spark that grew over time into anger up until Celie was going to slit Mr.'s throat. That's right. Had it not been for Suge Avery, Celie would have been on her way to jail for murder. That's exactly what toxic people do. They use you up until they destroy you or you self-destruct. And whatever is going on with this Jamal person, this cult leader, it's not good. I think the media needs to stop giving this man a platform because it's only boasting his sick ego. Now, he denies being a cult leader, but in the videos he's posted online and people are watching, his videos have received over 200,000 views. This man, in his delusions, calls himself a god, a prophet, or a messiah. Now, if you're a Christian, you know that's blasphemy. These people get inside the minds of people who I won't say they're weaker, but they're hollow. And this is who they follow. I do not allow myself to follow anything online. I think for myself, I'm not hollow. I used to be because I didn't know any better. I think the fact that six people who simply vanished is disturbing. And I think this man being involved, knowing that he is an inmate, a criminal, a pedophile, doesn't make it any better, guys. Here's what he said. I'm pretty sure I have never met these people. I get on my phone and I give a lecture. I go live and then I get off the phone. I do not know the people that are in my live stream. It's too many people. He's right about that. He doesn't know the people who gets on his lives and he doesn't care because in his mind, and in the minds of people who think like him, others don't have identities. Let me give you another example. Have you ever dated a person who seldom called you by your name? Some of you are going to get this and some of you are not. No matter how many times you talk to them, they don't call you by your name. Let me tell you what that means. They don't view you as a person and you have a temporary place in their lives. They're going to use you for whatever they can use you for and discard you like tissue. That's how this man thinks. It doesn't matter who comes his way. As long as they can be used for his sick benefit, that's all he needs. He calls himself a leader with over 200,000 views. You know what that tells me? There are some people who are buying into his sickness. And that's scary. I hope these people are found and I hope they're found unharmed. But whoever is running that prison, they are doing a disservice to the public. He should never be allowed to have a phone. And I said what I said. Let's keep this Amerisogyny plane rolling. Our next stop, North Korea. When I tell you I hate Kim Jong-un, I do. He is another leader that needs to be annihilated. I'm not saying kill the man, 
just overthrow his government. Put him in prison. Because he is going to sink North Korea and he has an intense hatred of South Korea. Why? Because South Koreans are free. According to Kim Jong-un, the Constitution should be amended to educate North Koreans that South Korea is a primary foe and invariable principal enemy. Mm. According to Kim, we don't want war, but we have no intention of avoiding it. Of course he wants war. He's a born dictator. Remember when I told you that some North Koreans were being punished for sharing K-dramas and music from South Korea? Here's Kim's vision. What he cannot control, he will destroy. And he realizes if he wants to take South Korea by force, it's not going to be easy. South Korea's president, Yoon suk Yeol said it was anti-national to call the South a hostile country. According to Wangan Park, Kim Jong-un is acting like a baby because he feels he's lost the upper hand in the inter-Korean relationship. Now I'm paraphrasing, but he's throwing a tantrum because South Korea has aligned with the U.S. and they're not going to tolerate his antics. This man is what I feel Trump wants to be. And as God is my witness, and for every American who thinks like me, we are not going to allow it. I don't care what state you're in, especially if you're in the South. If you are a person of color, if you are a non-person of color who values your freedom, get yourselves to the polls in 2024. You may not like everything that Joe Biden has done. You may not like him as a man or president, but what we do not need is Donald Trump being president of this country again. As far as I'm concerned, he needs to pay for his crimes. He doesn't deserve to be president. And while I'm on the U.S., let's take another detour. I have another story for you. People on TikTok are consuming raw meat because they're following self-appointed leaders. I have made no secret that I don't like TikTok. For many reasons. There are people on there that I admire who have built their platforms, who have earned their platforms, and they use their platforms for good. But there are a lot of people who don't. There's a lot of misinformation on TikTok. In 2020, I got on like everybody else. But there were a lot of things that I learned that I found very disturbing. For one, if you were on there educating people about history, your views were suppressed. If you were a certain color, you were targeted. And that's the truth. But the number one disturbing thing that I found about TikTok is there were a lot of people, and I mean a lot, who were clearly on there for views and attention. And I don't know where we crossed the threshold to opening up a phone and saying anything for attention. My cousin sent me a reel, and I don't watch TikTok. I don't. But she sent me a reel of a girl with IDD. And there was a woman, I don't know if she's her guardian, but if she is, she should not be, who said that the girl told her 
she had been sexually assaulted. And instead of calling the police and making a police report, this woman, again, I assume she's her guardian, opened up her phone, recorded the girl talking about her experiences, and asked TikTok, what do I do? And that made me so angry. That is exploitation. I don't care any way you slice it. We have come to the point where we are exploiting people. We are doing anything for attention and validation. What really angered me were the number of people in the comments ridiculing the girl, calling her slow. And let me put this out there. You calling somebody slow doesn't make you fast. I'd rather take a thousand people with intellectual disabilities than so-called typical people who are so bottom feeding. They have no compassion on others. It literally makes me sick. And I do pray for this girl. I hope someone saw the video and intervened and I hope she is with a better guardian, but I doubt it. I look at TikTok as one big A Clockwork Orange designed by China. And if you've never watched A Clockwork Orange, do so. It's a good psych movie. TikTok is disturbing for a lot of reasons. China, through TikTok, has the ability for all the people that are signed up to use their keystrokes, even if they're not on TikTok, to know where they go. If you don't believe me, look it up. They can use your keystrokes to know wherever you go on your phone, your bank accounts, whatever sites you go on, anywhere. It's in their policy. They're not hiding it. That is beyond frightening. But I think what China has honed in on is this country's, I'm only going to talk about this country because this is the country I live in. People in this country, their need for attention. And I think that comes from being conditioned that the lives of celebrities are so great and so awesome. And oh my God, if I'm famous and people know my name, my life is going to be so much better. And that's not true. A lot of people who watch people on social media, they're not your friends. They're not for you. And it brings out the ugliness in people. They take on personas of keyboard warriors. As long as I'm behind this keyboard, I'm anonymous. Nobody knows who I am. So I can just say anything to anyone. And that's not true because if people want to find you, they will. But here's what's most scary to me. There are people who are so thirsty for views. They do not care if they endanger the health and safety and lives of other people right now. There are people on TikTok who are telling people to consume raw beef for energy and better digestion. And people are listening to them. Well, science doesn't back it. According to science, if you consume raw beef, you can expose yourself to salmonella, E. coli, and other bacteria. You can get food poisoning. Here's a bit of history. In the 90s, Jack in the Box was sued over the deaths of four children and getting over 700 people sick for not cooking their beef to the proper internal temperature. The employees of Jack in the Box were aware of the temperature they were supposed to cook the beef to and they ignored it. 
This actually happened right here in this country. And it makes me so sad that people have reached a point. They are listening to people who are not doctors, not scientists, and endangering their lives. And I think it's all a part of China's social experiment. If this isn't a perfect example of don't follow the leader, I don't know what is. Please do the research for yourselves. Do not consume any beef that is not properly cooked. Make no mistake, the need for attention has become far more important than your lives. Our last stop, South Korea. In previous episodes, I talked about the late actor Lee Sun Kyun. I talked about how important reputation is and how South Korea doesn't treat their celebrities the way we do. Over there, reputation is everything. And there is one man who is taking steps to protect his reputation. And I applaud him. His name is Park Seo Joon. Very attractive man. I saw him for the first time in It to One class. And I don't mind telling you, if I think a man is attractive, I'm going to watch his drama. It in One Class was very good for so many reasons. I think he's a very good actor. I am now watching, I don't know how to say this word, but I'm sure some of you know exactly the drama I'm talking about. G Creature with Han Seo Hee. He's amazing in that role. There are people who are slandering his name and defaming him, and he's looking to sue, and I hope he does. If there's one thing TikTok has taught me, there are some fans that are literally in need of mental health services. They are toxic, and some of them, I hate to say it, but they're just crazy. The things they say about these celebrities, and I mean celebrities in the East, and of course we do it in the West too, but there are some fandoms, my God, they go too far every single day. They're on social media. As I've learned, reputation is everything in the East, and I don't blame him for trying to protect it because he's worked very hard to establish himself. And no one should have the right to go on social media and post something maliciously to bring you down. It's just not right. It would be nice if the West was harder on people who get on social media and defame others, but I honestly don't think we care. I deleted my Twitter account a while back, so I don't know what they're saying, but in my time on Twitter, I saw some of the most disgusting posts about K-pop idols. I mean, disgusting. It would make your stomach churn. So good for you, Park Seo Joon. What a great actor and what a handsome man. South Korea has a lot of handsome actors. Park Seo Joon, Lee Min Ho, Kim Jae-hun. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but... He played in Flower of Evil, Ballerina, Money Heist Korea, and now he's playing another villain. He's very good at playing a villain. He's gorgeous. And what's great, he's in his 40s, so you don't have to feel guilty when you look at him. He makes men in their 20s look like mushrooms. I think that may be another issue with Kim Jong-un. All those gorgeous men over there that he can't control. I don't know if they're nice guys in person, but... They're nice to look at. People, I promise you comedy, but I'm out of time. If you got anything out of this episode, feel free to follow me. By now, you know where. Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And guess what? We are now on YouTube. That's right. I've uploaded every single episode 
for your listening pleasure. So please, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I promise you, you won't regret it. For the foreign countries that tune in each and every week, I want to send a special thank you. The United Kingdom, Japan, Australia, Brazil, Spain, Sweden, Germany. I thank you so much for the support. Be easy. Take care of yourselves. I will be back with more stories. And as always.